his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. Happy 6th of June to you. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, Jake Storielli, Big Baby David, on what turned into another beautiful sports Sunday. Uh, I think... I think the marketing people have just figured it out. Uh, I think even as of up towards a few years back, I don't think we were always lining up perfect sports Sundays. Uh, We are there. I mean, this sports Sunday, the Yankees played the brunch game early on. uh, So that was a little 1130. Hey, how are you to kick off the day? Uh, The Rangers played their hockey game at 3 p.m., Those bled nicely into each other. Uh, Some Sunday Night Baseball, Cards, Cubs, uh, or the NBA Finals game, which uh, was delightful, Uh, straight-up delightful uh, last night. Celtics and Golden State. I've I've let you guys know I do have some New York sports fan in me. Um, And, hey, good on the Celtics. You know, I, I gave a peacocky Golden State in five. I'm not fully backing down. I, I still think it's Golden State series. Um, but that Celtics, that fourth quarter was incredible. Uh, Big Al Horford still has it. Um, we're going to go around the world of baseball and talk about some headlines that deserve to be talked about. My Angels, holy simoleons. Talk about having your season put on its head instantly. We have the rise of a couple teams, uh, AL and NL. Um, the Phillies, a little fight. Is that tied to the managerial fire? I've got a different theory about that. Um, also went to Kelsey Wingert's wedding uh, this weekend uh, outside of Georgia. Congrats to her and Casey. Uh, Chipper Jones was there. Um, and we did have a run-in of sorts. So uh, we will talk all of that this episode and more. Coming up, let's do the world of baseball first. And what do you need to know from the world of baseball? Let's check some boxes first. Um, And what's going on, chat? I know we were a little delayed this morning. We had some train issues, then some tech issues. Uh, We were here, so thank you guys for waiting. Love the chat. Got you open. You're all beautiful people. Um. Let's go NL first. Sometimes I peacock and I go AL. I actually was ready to start talking about the Yankees. I already pulled it back. Um, so sorry about that. Um, in the National League, there is one thing that jumps off the map to me. Um, straight off the map. The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are winners of five straight, and they have jumped... The 500 mark there, 28 and 27. 
Um, their run differential is now positive. Uh, they just four games swept the Rockies in Colorado. Remember, the Colorado Rockies in Colorado are not the Colorado Rockies. Uh, after they lost a series to my Snakes, understandably so, Cole Tucker on the Snakes, we exchanged some text. Might post a screenshot later. I don't know. Don't want to break the rules of engagement of our friendship, but, um, you know, Ronnie Acuna Jr.'s homering. Matt Olson is homering. They're above 500 for the first time since opening weekend. Um, and I think that's significant as as we... I, I need a better phrase for it, but, you know, I, I was waiting for the Yankees to get punched in the mouth this year. They got some injuries and stuff. They kind of didn't get fully punched in the mouth. I, I think, you know, they look on their way to a magical season. The Braves, they get their five-game win streak. They're above five hundred. By the way, they go home. They're hosting Oakland for two on a five-game win streak. And then they host the Pittsburgh Pirates for four. The Atlanta Braves, I think... They have just made their first step in becoming a part of this season. Uh, two of their wins in Colorado are extra inning wins. Um, those give you a little more juice. I think the Braves are back in uh, as part of this season, which I drank a lot of Braves Kool-Aid before the year. I think I had them as my NL champs um, just because I, I truly believed in uh, – with Acuna not being a part of their World Series run, with Matt Olson joining the team with their depth lineup, bullpen, and starting pitching, uh, I think they've just introduced themselves to this season. By the way, after Oakland and Pittsburgh, they play the Nationals and then the Cubs. So, <laughs> the Atlanta Braves have a chance to really go on a true run here uh, and hopefully... Join the Mets towards the top of the National League East um, and get away from those fighting Phillies, although maybe a little Stephen A. Smith. However, no one will ever be able to replicate that. Um, the New York Mets continue to play good baseball uh, after they lost their first two games to the Dodgers, and I saw some injury stuff, and are we making excuses? They win the second two. They split a four-gamer in L.A. That's kind of all you can ask. Um, the other story in the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies, they're 25 and 29. They have won four straight. The last time we talked to you, they had just fired their manager. And that wasn't even on this show. Hadn't happened yet. Right. That had not happened here. They fired Girardi. We talked about it in talking baseball, which we are doing right after this. Um, they swept the Angels, which that's a whole nother story we'll get to in a minute. Um, what you need to know is Bryce Harper's going nuts. Schwarbo's going nuts. Uh, they come back uh, late Sunday. Uh, they were down 6-2 to two in the eighth inning. They put up a 4-3 and a three to win 9-7. to seven. Uh, They do it against the good guys in L.A.'s bullpen, uh, Loop Iglesias. The wheels have fully... Fallen off for the Angels. We'll get there in a second, I suppose. Uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies, okay. You can point to Girardi. And, you know, Trev and I talked about that. Uh, what does it mean? We'll see. Uh, they are facing 
They're going to Milwaukee for three. The Milwaukee Brewers are coming off losing three of four to the Padres, and they just split a four-gamer with the Cubs after splitting a four-gamer with the Cardinals. So the Brew Crew aren't playing their best brand of baseball right now. Uh, The Phillies... If they want to become a part of this season, they kind of need to win another set. You can't shoot yourself in the foot here. Milwaukee needs to stop the bleeding with the St. Louis Cardinals sneaking up on them in the standings. The NL got a little sexier this weekend, and we like that. Uh, If the Phillies can survive slash win the Milwaukee series, they then host Arizona, Miami, and then they play the Nats for five. So the Philadelphia Phillies... They have their opportunity to introduce themselves to the season after firing Girardi. Is that the mojo change they needed? The other thing you need to know about the Philadelphia Phillies that became apparent in this series, Bryson Stott, the top prospect, shortstop. uh, He was struggling, capital S, struggling. He hits two homers in this series, including the game winner, um, In his past five games, he has six hits through 23 games. I think he had seven hits. He's also uh, supposed to be better defensively than a lot of these Philadelphia players. Bryson Stott. You know, we, we like looking at fired the manager. What does that mean for the team? A tangible change would be Bryson Stott playing a good brand of baseball for the Phillies. Also, Didi just came back. Um... So we'll see what that means. Can they? What does Didi have in the tank? Um, I know a lot of his numbers were big bad uh, recently. If he comes back and he looks like Yankees Didi, that would be a big boost for the Phillies. Um, or you know, with the Bryson Stott development, maybe Didi can be used as a different a different piece for them. So the Philadelphia Phillies, they they have entered the on deck circle to become a part of this conversation. Survive Milwaukee, you're getting Jason Alexander, not that Jason Alexander, uh, but a Jason Alexander, and then Hauser and Burns. Uh, If I'm Philly, I'd really rather not be going up against Corbin Burns to either save a series or get swept. Um, Big game in Milwaukee uh, tomorrow night for the Phillies to get hot. Um Let's see, what else in the National League? I mentioned it quickly. The... Oh, clicked the wrong button. Uh, Pardon me. Uh, The Brewers, I mentioned they slipped up. Uh, They've lost three in a row to the Padres. The Padres deserve to be talked about more. I keep saying it. Um, In Milwaukee, good for them. Uh, The St. Louis Cardinals are a half game back. The NL Central. Jack Flaherty threw a rehab start this weekend. The NL Central, that race just got a lot more fun. The Cardinals and Brewers, half game back from each other. They both have really good run differentials. Feels like the Cardinals are starting to hit their stride while Milwaukee uh, might be in a little bit of a tumble right now. Uh, The Pittsburgh Pirates are being respectable this year. Do what you want with that. I don't really know. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're two and a half games above the Chicago Cubs. Um, and the Cincinnati Reds are starting to lose again. Uh, 
Cardinals won three out of five against the Cubbies. They did one of those five-game makeup sets. Um, Cubs, a little bit of what is you doing, baby? Uh, weird roster. Talked about that from the start of the year. Dodgers looked like they were about to go full jugular and dominate the Mets. Mets bounced back against them. Good for the Mets. Um, and with that, the Padres win in some games. Padres are two games back. Talk about the San Diego Padres. This is without Fernando Tatis. Um, I wonder if we're getting starting to get updates on him. Yeah, when I, I I saw somebody recently asked me when he's supposed to be back, and I was like, oh, I guess. In theory, the timeline's coming up. Uh, let's see. Fernando Tatis Jr. takes ball Saturday. Um, he hopes Tatis still isn't cleared to swing a bat. Uh, there is a chance Tatis can return later this month or July if he gets cleared. If he gets cleared to swing soon, so uh, we will see on that. Um, but the San Diego Padres, I, I'm a little worried because I they were almost getting spoken of in the same vein as the Angels, who we're about to get to. Um, Machado, Cronenworth with a huge game yesterday. Couple Jimmy Jacks, uh, including basically the game winner. Their team still has some flaws, and they're going to get, uh, you know, a supposed MVP candidate back. Uh, they're pitching. Musgrove, Manaya, Mackenzie Gore. What a shot of life he's been. Clevenger is coming back. Man. They are a team to watch out for. They're a team to watch out for, man. With a couple trades and Tatis back, if they can firm up that lineup... They can be a problem. They can be a problem. They are staying toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. They face Los Mets. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, They're hosting the Mets for three. Carrasco, Snell, Darvish, Walker, and Manaya Bassett. That is going to be a fun one. Um, Padres have a couple top prospects that are close to the show. We saw Abrams come up. They are going to be a fun team to do it. Nate Steele in the chat. Our resident Angels expert just said in the chat, can you please (laughs) just keep saying we're about to get to the Angels instead of talking about them? I think it's time, Nate. I think it's time. Uh, I have been a Halos guy. I drank a little bit of their Kool-Aid before the season, and I looked good early on. I looked good early on. Angels got off to a pretty hot start. They were playing a good brand of baseball. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have lost 11 straight. Culminating last night, uh, blowing a 6-2 lead in the 8th inning. Um, They got swept by the Phillies, swept by the Yankees, swept by the Blue Jays, uh, lost a game versus the Rangers before that. If you go back a little further, um, you know... They had won three straight. They lost four straight before that. So they have been in a funk um, for a little while now. They were 24 and 14. Um, If you go to the next step after that, they were, yeah. The Angels were playing a good brand of baseball. I went into the numbers a little bit. I mean, it feels like their, their bullpen let them down yesterday. Um, you know, they are missing Rendon. He's been out for a little while. 
Um, Taylor Ward, who had been one of the best players in baseball, um, he is now on the aisle with a strained hamstring, uh, and he was messing around a little bit before that. So you're missing two guys uh, that were in the heart of that lineup a little bit. You weren't getting the same starting effort, starting pitching effort. Syndergaard had been really good. His numbers are starting to slide. Some of the some of the fancy analytic measurements we use to measure these pitchers. Um, hey, he has taken an absolute nosedive. Um, I mean, we're at 11 straight. That's twice through the rotation, although they're kind of doing a six-man. So, little caveat there. Uh, the things that are fun on your team when you're winning, the Velasquez and Wade playing defense but not hitting, those start to loom a little larger. Um, you know, Trout, Trout and Shohei over the last week, they really haven't been doing it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, Jared Walsh has been the best hitter in their lineup the last, the last week or so. Uh, they need Trout and Shohei to go. Good news for them. I do think they will go. Uh, I mean, to stop a losing streak, this is going to sound dumb. You got to stop the losing streak. That's never been more apparent than after last night. Up 6 2 into the eighth. You lose 9 to 7. Absolutely brutal. Um, they play the Boston Red Sox, who are on the opposite side of of what the Angels are feeling right now. The Boston Red Sox have gotten back to 500 after their atrocious start. They are on a West Coast trip, so it's in Anaheim. Uh, the Angels return home, so maybe that's what they needed, a little home cooking. Four games set for those teams. They're both right around 500. The Red Sox are above the Angels right now. How crazy is that? Uh, the Red Sox, who had what seemed as bad a start as they could, they were below the Orioles for a little bit. They are now back in the mix, basically a half game up on the Angels. That could be a fun series out west. It could be an absolute bloodbath. Good for the Red Sox, who, by the way, they've gotten back to their identity. They are hitting. They are fourth in OPS. They are fifth in runs, third in batting average. The home runs still really aren't there. They're 18th in homers. Um... Devers, J.D., Bogats, uh, with Trevor Story now going. Verdugo, a nice week. And they're still getting some performances from the pitchers. It looks like they're messing around in the bullpen a little bit. I would need some Red Sox fans to reach out and tell me more about their bullpen. But they're still getting some years out of guys in the rotation. Evaldi, full pension, Piv, uh, Whitlock, Waka having a solid year. The Red Sox are back in the game. Trout 0 for his last 26. I was going to say he was on the last slump watch. I thought he might be on the next one. Uh, good for Boston. Good for Boston. Uh, they still need to survive this West Coast trip. West Coast trips are tough. You're in Anaheim and the Angels got to win at some point, we think. We'll see. And then you go to Seattle, who they are, I mean, their season's been on life support for the last couple weeks. Uh, so, good for the Red Sox. Uh, they are winners of four straight. They're still fourth in the division. That's the Red Sox' bigger problem right now. 
they can write the ship, but those other teams are still going to be tough. Uh, although Tampa's Tampa's been mid for the past ten days or so, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are hot. Uh, they are ahead of Tampa in the standings, eight and two in their last ten, thirty-one and twenty-two. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Finishing out out west, I guess. Uh, Houston is still fine. 7-3 in their last 10, 35-19. They locked up Jordan Alvarez. Good for them and Jordan. Uh, you know, his bank account will have over 100 milli in it. That's not bad for the kid. Um, the Texas Rangers are a game back of the Angels. I mean, yeah, you kind you blew it, Angels. You blew it, straight up. Uh, Mariners are twenty four and thirty. They beat the Texas Rangers. They have now won their last three series. They beat Houston. They beat the Orioles. They beat the Rangers. Both two, all three were two out of three. They are now going to Houston, which I think is probably a huge pivot series for their season. Um, if you can win another one, you've now then won four straight series, two against Houston, the big bad wolf. Then they host Boston. Then they host Minnesota. Then they host the Angels. They've got a little, they've got a, they've got a do or die part of their schedule. We're a schedule pod. If they can survive that, you got Oakland, LA, Baltimore, Oakland. Um, they need to... July 4th is the date to circle for the Mariners. If the Mariners can be above 500 on July 4th, I think they can be a part of this season. If not, that's kind of it. Um, let's see. What else? What other teams do we need to check off before we, we talk off a couple more individual stuff? Uh, the Yankees are about to play the Minnesota Twins. They still have a solid lead in their division. They're four and a half up on the Guardians. They're 32 and 24. Every other team in the Central is still under 500. <coughs> Guardians, a game under 500. White Sox, two games under 500. They're hoping to get their reinforcements back. Um, I'm, uh, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm in the AL Central not caring not carrying bucket until I'm not. Um, let's see. I've got uh, someone hot in the chat right now. Dominic wants me to talk about Presley getting ejected. Um, let's see. Did he hit the batter and get ejected, or did he not hit the batter and get ejected? Uh, let's see. Oh, this looks fun. Maldonado is showing the ump the scouting report. Um, let's see. Okay, that's fun. Ejected two outs in the ninth in a four-run game. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Let's see, how much of an ump show is it? Michael Taylor doesn't look happy. Every mom's favorite player. Ryan Presley puts the hands up very much in there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's tough. It's a 3-0 count. That's ump show. That's an ump show. You hate that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, Houston. 
Sorry about it. Sorry Ryan Presley got ejected. Uh, that stinks. <laughs> Ryan Presley with a good quote. Referring the umpire. He said he could have thrown me out after the first pitch. Presley said. I asked him, why would you do that? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, sorry. Sorry. I, uh, I, I wasn't as tuned into that. I'm sorry Ryan Presley got ejected. I'm sorry that made you sad. We'll be talking everything MLB coming up in a little bit. What I think you know, what I think you need to know and take to the water cooler, the Yankees are still gross. Winners of six straight. They just got Donaldson and Stanton back. Their pitching is unreal. They had three consecutive efforts that were very close to perfect game, no hitters. Three straight, three straight nights. Pretty insane. Um, I think the Blue Jays have fully left the station. Boston has joined the party. AL Central, don't care about. Houston has basically won the West. Angels have shit the bed. Mariners, are you going to join the party? The Braves have joined the party. We love that. St. Louis, Milwaukee is lining up to be a really fun one this summer. And the San Diego Padres deserve a little more love for what they're doing. Um, I did not mention the San Francisco Giants because they split four games with the Marlins. Sorry. That does nothing for me. They host the Rockies, who might be sliding. I mean, excuse me, they are sliding. Uh, For the Giants, Rockies, Dodgers, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and then Atlanta. Then they've got a little Cincy, Detroit. So, okay. Let's see it, Giants. Giants and Rays. Two very well-respected franchises. They're kind of in my doghouse right now. They, uh... They aren't, they aren't as sexy as you'd like them to be. That's some baseball around the horn. We're doing Talking Baseball after this. Um, and I am really excited to talk with you guys. Uh, as I've talked to you all year, my relationship with the NBA has kind of been up and down. I've kind of... I thought I was going to be more in tune uh, than I was. Game one of the NBA Finals... Uh, I, you know, need to eat a little crow in it. The Celtics have one of the best fourth quarters of basketball there's ever been, never mind NBA Finals, 40-16. to um, I mean, unreal to, to do that to the Golden State Warriors in Golden State uh, after they just had one of their third-quarter blitzes. Uh, I mean, some of the stats from that game are insane. I think the Celtics made their their first seven shots or something like that. Big Al went nuts. And Dan Canobio, Inside Boxing Live, boxing company. Uh, How do I chalk that one up? It's the old boxing quote. I think everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Uh, In that fourth quarter, I think Golden State thought they had it. I do think I still think Golden State is the better team. I still think Golden State wins this series. I think that after that third quarter, Golden State was feeling it again. They were basking in it. We're Golden State. We're in Golden State. We just had a monster third quarter again. These Celtics are actually a bad third quarter team. That's not like that's that's fact. That I think they were kind of peacocking and walking tall like we 
we've got here. We're about to do it again. We're about to get another title. They got punched in the mouth. They thought they'd punch back. They never did. And Boston walked away with game one. Game two, the first half was some brilliant basketball. My goodness. Um, that first half was, was back and forth. Tatum and Brown both looked really good. Curry looked good. Clay looked awful, which was kind of like, oh, is this going to be a storyline of this series? Uh, it turns out not to be. Golden State comes out with the third quarter blitz again, 35-14 to 14, uh, in the third quarter. The fourth quarter basically turned into all backups, like a rest quarter, which is tough uh, for Sunday night of the NBA Finals. I think the game wrapped up quickly because of it, though, so we could all get some good night's sleep, so you got to respect that. Um, what's important? Draymond, my goodness, uh, it's going to be tough to explain Draymond Green to our, to our kids, to our grandchildren, and depending who's explaining it, you're going to tell a very different story. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that I won't say think Draymond stinks, but they kind of think Draymond stinks. Uh, there's some people that think Draymond's an all-time great basketball player. The answer, per usual, lands somewhere in the middle. And you could, I mean, Draymond Green, Draymond Green could be like an everyday, you could talk about him every day for a month and kind of not have answers. Because some of his defense is all-time, an all-time level defender. Bigs, smalls, like some of the stuff he does is wild. The smack talk in the mental side of basketball. The highs and lows are pretty easy to point out, right? This guy got ejected from the NBA Finals that kind of gave LeBron and Cleveland that championship. There's, there's really no other ways to cut it. Um, he could have not been suspended. He was, and that's how the cookie crumbles, and that's part of Draymond Green's story. Last night... Uh, hanging in the Louvre, the basketball Louvre. He was jawing with literally everyone. He was getting under every Celtics player's skin. My favorite was there was an inbounds play that was about to happen, and him and Tatum, the Celtics' best player, him and Tatum get into a scuffle, and they're just bumping and talking. The refs have to break it up before the play and be like, hey, you can't do this, you can't do this. So what does Draymond do? What does Golden State do, more importantly? Draymond and... Tatum start going at him again. They send a lob pass into Draymond. He looks like he's being tackled. Foul on the Celtics' best player. Like, you could see it happening. And you've seen it happen before. Um, you know, in a way, it was a clinic. In a way, it's a nightmare. In a way, Draymond Green could have very easily been ejected in the first quarter, in the first half of this game. Uh, when him and Brown get tied up and they start going at each other, and if he didn't already have a technical, they both would have got technicals. The refs, and I think smartly, sh smartly show, smartly so, because I think if Jalen Brown had had a technical, I, I still think you don't call it. I think there's a mutual respect in sports that if a player's about to get ejected for something like that, that you do lower it. So Celtics fans, sure, if you want to scream, that should have been a technical. I can't really fight you on it. Um, 
And then the rest of the way, you know, he finishes with such a Draymond Green line. Two of three from the field, five of seven from the free throw line. Nine points, seven assists, five rebounds, one block, one steal. His effect is so much more of that during the course of a basketball game. Um, I was laughing. Grant Williams is trying to be like the Celtics kind of loud, tough guy. Trying to talk smack to Draymond Green when you're Grant Williams and your team's down 20 is like the biggest mistake you can make. Like, you, there's no way you can win any conversation. You're so screwed. Um, and, and Draymond Green got in tussles with Tatum, Horford, Smart, Brown, Grant Williams. He did his job. He was in the head of every Celtic player. And that allows Curry to do his thing. That allows Clay to hopefully find something in the second half because he was tough to watch for a little bit. Wiggins hits a couple big threes that were important. Kevon Looney. Circle that one in the uh, things that matter this series. He plays 21 minutes, 6 of 6 from the field. Uh, the story around Kevon Looney, three steals, two assists, seven rebounds. What a box score. Uh, Golden State brought in a European big man coach to coach James Wiseman. You know, their top draft pick, big man, develop him. He was kind of their investment. Wiseman's been out, so he's been coaching up the other guys. He's been coaching up Kevon Looney. He's been coaching up Bialicia. Talk about him in a minute. Uh, and Kevin Kevon Looney, his post moves are significantly better. Uh, and I think that is currently a factor in the series because the Celtics game plan was clearly, and you see this in a lot of game plans, it's like, hey, if Kevon Looney wants to take a shot at any point, knock yourself out, kid. Because that means Steph Curry's not shooting. That means Clay Thompson's not shooting. That means Wiggins isn't shooting. That means the next guy I'm going to talk about, Jordan Poole is not shooting. Jordan Poole had gone missing for a little bit of these playoffs. He found it. He goes five for nine from three. Um, all capitalized by a mid-court shot that cracked me up because Golden State was running. They had the momentum. They're feeling good. Curry hits a couple ridiculous shots where he goes full Steph, which, man, is that a treat. When Steph pulls the reins off and he says, I'm going to go... Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He starts dribbling and dancing, and every shot is in limits. I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal to watch. The fact that it's beautiful is insanity. Jordan Poole. Who's Jordan Poole? And he's up and coming, and it's very clear he drank the Warriors Kool-Aid, and they said, Jordan Poole, if you truly want to be good, listen to Steph, Clay, and Steve Kerr, and we will make you a good basketball player, and he has done that. Steph Curry, the best shooter to ever play the game. The best long-distance shooter we've ever seen. Golden State gets the ball at the end of the third quarter that they just dominated with about eight seconds left, and there's going to be a long shot from around midcourt. If you're anyone who's ever watched basketball, the number one thing you should do is get that ball to Steph Curry and let him throw one up because he's the best to ever do that. Jordan Poole says, nah, 
crosses midcourt, does a couple between the leg dribbles with still time on the clock. He could have got closer to the 10, and he buries one from about 40 feet, 45 feet. I think it was 40 feet. They, sh- they showed the measurement. Man, you got to have some cojones to pull that one. In a way, you don't because you're up by a lot, and it's the end of the quarter. I get it. But knowing that Curry guy's there and he's ready to pull after he's been on a heater, he bangs it. Um, Poole finishes with 17. Curry, 29-6, 4-3. Jason Tatum had a good game. 28 points, 6 rebounds now. 6 of 9 for 3. His plus-minus is horrible. Um, Again, that's not always everything. It's the worst, I think, for anyone in an NBA final ever. Might have to double-check that. Um, the fact that he had a good game, I mean, that's good for the Celtics in his first finals. And by the way, he is silky smooth. Like, I understand why some people love Jason Tatum. A couple of the shots he was making. Um, I am a Jalen Brown fan. He goes for 17 points, 5 of 17. Got off to a better start. Finished kind of ugly. Marcus Smart held to two points. Ho! Al Horford held to two points. Ho! White, who's been a little bit of an X factor for them, he gets twelve. Um, that's that's kind of that's kind of it off the bench. Um, here's what I'll say: Why I'm still feeling good about Golden State. In my head, I think they've kind of dominated this series in a way they thought they would, and I thought they would. But that first game, first fourth quarter, they got punched in the mouth. They were just, I think, they were in shock. So, you know, I I predicted five games. We're not really a prediction company unless we are. Um, I'm not going to rule it out. I'll I'll peacock some feathers a little bit. I think Golden State's looked great, except for that one quarter. Um, We'll see. Going to Boston and, you know, Tatum coming off of that game, you might see him try to dominate more. I think Marcus Smart and Horford, you're going to get a better effort out of both of them in the garden. Um, At this point, if I had to put honest money in the line, like I think the Celtics are going to win another basketball game. Hell, they they might win two more. Uh, If I had to change and put my actual money on the line, I think I'd be Golden State in six. Um, That being said, I, 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 I think they've looked really good this series. We'll see. It's all about counter punches. Um, and we'll see what the, uh, Celtics, Celtics head, head coach, Ime Odoka, see what he's got, right? This is kind of your coaching chops. This is why Steve Kerr is so well-respected, the third quarter Warriors. Basketball series are long. There's a lot of adjustments that happen throughout. What is Udoka's next move? Um, interested to see, uh, either way. How about this? I think we're going to get really good basketball games. Like, I know the final score in the last quarter of this game was not good basketball. This was a good basketball game. The final result was not. Um, And I think the rest of this series, we're going to get it because if Boston wins the next game in the Garden, then the next game is pretty much must win for Golden State. If Golden State wins the next game in the Garden, then the next game is pretty much must win. So I think we were set for a beautiful NBA series. Um, 
The defense is electric on both sides. They are the one and two defensive teams in the NBA this year. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's it's going to be streaky because it's going to be if shots are dropping. Both teams have shot makers. I'm excited to watch the rest of the series. I, I'm still drinking the Golden State Kool-Aid, and maybe I'm just blinded by being a New York guy. The next game is Wednesday at 9. Wednesday at 9. So some time, some time between that series. Uh, anything you want to say about, uh, about the, the shooty hoops, Beeps? Yeah, I mean, kind of nailed it. I'm still pretty content with, with thinking Golden State is on their way. But, but yeah, Celtics got them in that fourth quarter. But game two, they, they answered the way they needed to. So, I don't know. Game three will be pretty telling, I guess. Just sort of the whole, that's not a novel concept. No, no. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. Um, Celtics box score game two, which is very funny looking. Yeah, you can, uh, again, I think that Tatum plus minus is like the worst ever. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, The hockey, we are obviously big Rangers fans now. They were up 2-0 against the Lightning in Tampa to go up 3-0 and kind of end the series. The game is tied at twos, under a minute left. Lightning put one in the back of the old onion bag. The series goes to 2-1. It feels like the Lightning have found their stride. Feels like we might have a series on our hands. Um, it's it's awesome to watch. Again, if you're not a hockey person, go check out these games. The intensity is fantastic. These guys are so beat up. I, I know it's the stereotype, and you probably already know, but like a Rangers guy missed a bunch of action. Uh, for having a bad ankle. He took a slap shot off the ankle and, like, had to, like, slide himself off the ice. They basically, like, carried him to the locker room. He was back out, like, his next shift. These guys are nuts. These guys are, like, clinically nuts. Uh, It's awesome to watch. Uh, Again, I haven't been watching much of the other series, just being honest. Uh, Colorado's up 3-0 over Edmonton. Edmonton had, like, a massive goalkeeper gaff. That people are kind of shocked. I I think the hockey people were pretty firm that it was going to be Edmonton-Tampa. And right now, it's still... I mean, looking like Colorado's going to get there. My abs, by the way. Uh, And the Rangers in Tampa, I do think it's a toss-up, or everyone's telling me it's a toss-up. I was obviously talking a lot of fake shit uh, on bandwagon blue shirts, and whenever I get a chance to tweet about it, I've become become a hockey troll. (laughs) I'm not proud of it, but it's just how it's happened. It's just where we find ourselves. It's just how it's landed, man. Um, so I'm not happy about it. I don't. I don't want to do that. Um, they play Tuesday night. Colorado and Edmonton are tonight. If you're into that thing, um, if if Tampa does win on Tuesday, uh, game five, two two in the Garden. Uh, boogity boogity boogity. It's Thursday night. God damn it, Twins. <sighs> kill for the Yankees twins to get rained out on Thursday. Let's check out the Minnesota weather. New segment on the show. Uh, where the twins play? Is it Minneapolis? Yeah, I believe so. Where's Target Field? Okay. Little Minnesota research. Minneapolis. Okay. 
Minneapolis weather forecast. Looks like Wednesday there could be some rain. Thursday, Thursday looks like be the good. prettiest day of the year in Minneapolis. Damn. 75 and sunny all day. Uh, yeah, would have been cool to do some Ranger stuff. Also, Jess going to a concert that night I can't go to because we're recording after, so... It looks like those when that Wednesday storm will be the morning, so I don't think it'll affect the game. That's those are Jake problems. Those are Jake problems. Um, that's kind of the that's kind of the sports. Um, it was a another crazy sports Sunday. It's delicious. Um, hope you guys are enjoying your summers. Um, and the sports that come with it, sneaking up on the Stanley Cup Finals. NBA Finals are here, and then it's pure baseball, right? Yeah, I and mean, NBA like offseason does does their thing. Right. At, NBA at, flexes a little in the offseason. It's always happening. But, I mean, NFL's kind of quiet till August, right? Yeah, we're in, their, we're in their, like, full quiet period now. Where, I mean, can, Cornell just retired, so that's the biggest NFL news. Wow. Huge. Um. I think that's that for now, which takes us to the comment of the day, Bakers. I asked you guys to bake the algorithm. Last episode, I was doing a little bit of what we thought we knew from the start of the season to what we knew now in the baseball season. Um, Ben Padovano says, Jake, you need to have Formula One updates on these. It's growing so fast. I can't do it. Um, my heart just doesn't have it. I've heard the show's fantastic. I've heard the drama's fantastic. The cities and stuff involved are really cool. Like, Formula One feels like it almost takes place in, like, Game of Thrones cities. <laughs> it's like Monaco. It's like, whoa. I never go there, but it looks really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for everyone. Um, Tom Nelligan with an intro. <laughs> You know, he's talking about every team above 500 is in playoff position in the AL and NL. Every team below is not. Is this what we wanted with expanded playoffs or are way too many teams underperforming? Um, I think baseball in a small sample, we basically just hit the third, one-third of the season, 54 games for the Yankees. Um, That there will be more separation. Uh, we will hit a point. I, I do think, you know, I think we looked at the past three or four years of baseball history and at the expanded playoffs and what that would look like. And I think it was basically two out of three years are really good. Like, you kind of get all the teams you want. And then there's going to be that third year where there's going to be a, a tough team in there. There's going to be an 83-win team. Uh, we'll see. This season still needs to tell its story a little bit. What It's six teams from each side, right? I think it's seven. Seven? Right, because it's one seed gets the bye. Is that how they did it? We've been doing the stimulator. How have we been stimulating? Mm. It could Um, be six. I keep losing track. We'll double check. I haven't seen it happen yet. Honestly, Tom, it's not a great answer, but the, the answer is, like, we need to find out later on this year. I mean, there's... The Boston Red Sox, the Angels, they're the 500 teams right now. Are, are one of them going to be a 92-win team, 92 team this year, maybe? Six in each. Six in so each. it's six in each. Um, so that right now would be Yankees, Jays, Rays, Twins, Astros, and 
the Sox would have just jumped the Angels. Does that make sense? Saw some Red Sox half game out stuff yesterday. So it makes sense. Three wild cards from the from the East? Is that possible? Is that the world we live in now? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's really interesting. So yeah, yeah, I mean we We need more to shake out. We need more to shake out, but yeah, it's it's one of the things that makes you nervous. Uh, about this. Um, ben Squasage Sanchez. So far, the all-star in Detroit has been Tariq Skubal. Dude's been going dummy this season. He has. Good for him. Young lefty, like that. <laughs> a couple, couple Detroit people said, uh, <laughs> said asking me to talk about Detroit sports is a tough ask right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Garrick Dietz said Alejandro Kirk looks like Jimmy, Jake, and BBD somehow made a baby. Um, yeah, no lies detected. No lies detected. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching and baking the algorithm. Keep watching, Sharon. We're up to 6.33K subs. Thank you guys. I know summer gets a little crazy on us quick around Memorial Day and stuff. Um, man, it's going to be baseball, baseball. We might have to go ham. Might have to go ham on baseball soon. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Bake the algorithm. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Uh, share with a friend. We appreciate you guys the most. Um, and that brings us to Bro of the Night. Uh, bro of the Night goes to, well, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Uh, I think... I think where I'm going to go, hmm, couple different options here. Uh, I will go, you know what? I gave a whole speech before. I, I will keep it tight. Um, and basically everything I ran back. I'll give a bro bro to Draymond Green. Just because he kind of is, right? Like he kind of is. Like, if you want to rip up Draymond Green's offense and some of the chaos he makes, you can do that. If you want to compliment the passing, defense, rebounding, and messing up the other team, getting in their head, you can do that. Um, I personally enjoy it. I, I think fit... Fit is obviously huge. If Draymond Green had just been a... had ended up on a random team... If he was on the the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, I I think we would not talk about him a lot. I think he'd be like a Patrick Beverly of his own of his own degree. Would he have ended up in Golden State? Uh, would they have thought that have been perfect match somewhere down the line? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think he's the perfect bro, bruh, because he is Draymond. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's uh, anyone that makes you kind of feel any emotion of some sort is kind of fun. So I'll give it to him. Fun with Izzo in the crowd watching his guy. Um, and by the way, Draymond's going to be around forever. Like he, when Barkley or Shaq retires from TNT, like I think Draymond's going to be the guy <laughs> in the chair. So get ready to see him the rest of our lives. What do you got, peeps? I kind of too 
things. I suppose the bro of the night I'm giving out will, will be Jordan to have the weekend he just had. And mm. we'll get more into his numbers on the full weekend on talking baseball after this. But right after the extension, just to immediately gratify the people with a monster weekend, Friday morning extension signed. That's cool. Mm. Um, but the other thing I wanted to discuss, Quinn Snyder stepped down from, from yeah. the Jazz. It's like he's been one of the better, better if not that top group of coaches for for a little while now. And and is it the start of it finally being a Jazz off season for for better or worse? They're are they ready to start over? Start over? Mm. I mean, people have been wanting Donovan Mitchell to be traded forever. Is it finally going to happen? Seems like he's upset. Quinn Snyder's leaving. Why'd he leave? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Snyder. Really? Uh, he's been a really well-respected coach for a long time. Uh, even going back, I remember when he was the head coach in Missouri and people were like, this this guy's like next. He's the dude. And he kind of has been. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where that story goes. I mean, it feels like, in a way, I mean, it feels like the, the Jazz have been waiting to get broken up. Like, people have been almost disappointed in Donovan Mitchell that he hasn't demanded a trade. Um, I don't know about all that. Um, him and Gobert... Gobert's a big time kind of what do you do with him? His contract is now starting to look awful, and people are just wondering, like, do you need a big dude like that at all to survive in the NBA? Because at the end of the day, it just feels like you can't use him on offense, and on defense, they're going to get a bad matchup and get torched. So uh, I don't know what happens with the Jazz. Um, Quinn Snyder resigns, says Jazz need a new voice. You also wonder if, if maybe that's like a, a mutual thing a little bit. Oh, no. Jazz ownership and management spent several weeks trying to convince yeah. him to return. So, And there's a little bit. I mean, he was there eight years, so sometimes it's just things run, run their course, but he's not old. Man, he had I two years. he's going to coach again. Had two years left on his contract, which is kind of like, hey. Yeah. They offered him like a big extension. They... It's just the whole thing kind of mm. kind of stinks. Yeah, they'll they'll be a team to watch this offseason for sure. Um all right. Well, Bakers, I think we had a really fun episode today. Um You guys are the best. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic week as as we fully get into the swing of summer. I know I'm not necessarily dressed like it like now like for right now for those who are watching. Um but that's because our office has fluctuations of cold and heat. Shout out, Rob Hotz. Thank you to my guy, Cole Tucker, playing for rings in the desert. Um, excited for him. He, uh, if you don't know, he's from Arizona. He's like as proud of an Arizona, as proud as I am of Connecticut. Cole Tucker is proud of Arizona. He's a Cardinals, Suns, Coyotes fan. Uh, so yeah, the the fact that Hopefully he he can get a chance or just be a part of a new organization um, as we see so many players need that. So shout out to my guy, Cole. Um, and uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Watch Geo Guesser 
um, some fa- some of our best content. I'll be honest. I was, I've been straight up with you guys. I've been skeptical of Geo, or I was skeptical going into GeoGuessr. Some of our best content we've ever done. Baggage, talking Giants, pinstripe strong, uh, talking baseball coming up. Chris Rose rotation, Lucas Giolito. Listen to that this morning at the gym. Yep. Iffy, talking Yanks. I mean, talk about a lot of good times. Talk about a lot of good times. Farm to family. Love Kelsey Winger. We love everything. Compound's been killing it. Ian Hat might be in the office this week. The breakdowns are starting to get big. Thank you, guys. We love you. Uh, we'll see you back Wednesday. You know what? I might, I might finna get a guess.